to advertise, email podcast at thisismechi.com. Release yourself from order and logic and enter a new place. It's not work. It's not home. Yeah, no maps have been drawn. No books have been written. Nothing is certain. Everything is possible. Welcome to Podcast and Chill with Maggie. I'm assuming this doesn't end well. An e-languished performance from Chelsea. The Hammers win again. And controversy all over the weekend. This is Onside ZA, powered by Betway. Get way more. Joining me, Len Moleko. Thank you for joining me here. How's it? How's it, Marco? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. How's it? How's it, Marco? I'm not. You, you shouldn't I'm have not, started with him. You should have not, introduced me first. I'm not acknowledging it. Patrick Haaland, super sub. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. You can see my jersey. Unfortunately, it's the ballers vintage, can't it's see. A, it's a vintage episode. It's a vintage episode. Yeah, man. For those who can't see, obviously, Lali. For those who can't see, obviously, super sub is wearing a vintage Manchester City shirt. Yeah. Please write in the comments, because it's the most ridiculous thing in the world to wear a vintage Man City shirt. Because they're not vintage. Don't don't start with me, okay? They're not vintage. <laughs> There's nothing vintage. Yes. Don't start with me, okay? And why guys? do they have stars actually from a vintage place? Don't start with me. I'm not gonna get into this argument with you guys. Okay, what are the stars for? Hey man, that was the third Premier League title, I think. This is a treble. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, you can't take it's that. Fine. We'll give it to you. We'll Speaking give it to you. of trebles, uh, one of the youngest Premier League hat tricks in the history of the Premier League uh, for a young Brighton star, Mr. Ferguson himself. I did speak about him uh, in one of the earlier podcasts. You did. That he is likely to be one of those players that Brighton is going to sell to one of the bigger teams. For a ridiculous amount of money. I see Chelsea coming with 150 million <laughs> next summer. And still yeah. get lost in the forest. Or, or Liverpool, and then he will reject him. <laughs> uh, you, you and I, we love a pun. Because I said he languished yes. Chelsea. Because Anthony Langer scoring the winner for mm. Forest. Yeah. So that went over my head. I must be honest. That's why I thought okay. I must explain. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why City is... Not vintage. Yeah, hey, so, okay. so young Ferguson is the one hat-trick we're talking about. We can ignore the Haaland hat-trick. It's like it's every week yeah, now. It's like... The, you know, with Ellen Haaland scoring a hat-trick, it's almost like the sun rising from the east and setting in the west. That's simple. It's going to happen. Okay. So... Yeah, it's going to happen. He Unless will... if the sun rises from the south, then it's like, okay, what the hell is going on? Yeah. And uh, MacGyver was on this podcast not so long ago saying, what does he do? <laughs> he scores hat tricks. <laughs> <laughs> well, MacGyver says that he doesn't have flair. Oh, he doesn't, he doesn't have, have flair. flair. Yeah, no, but he's a striker. He does what he does his job. He's a typical number nine. You yes. don't need flair to be a typical number nine. You just like, need to bang those goals. Like Zakele Lepasa. Uh, Lepasa, if we look at him this season, yeah. Um, obviously going into our first conversation, Lepasa scoring goals. That's all he needs to do. And the difference between Lepasa of this season and Lepasa of the past season is that 
he is now playing more in the box. Lepasa used to track back, try to, to, to get the ball for himself. Now he's positioning himself in the box and that's why he's getting those chances and he's very clinical and he's scoring those goals. And I'm going to get into that for the fixture of the weekend later on when we go into some of the tactical analysis of yeah. Arsenal versus Manchester United. But there were three hat-tricks, a treble of trebles this weekend in the Premier League. And who would you say is the greater Premier League goal scorer of these three players? Cristiano Ronaldo, Didier Drogba, Song Hyung Ming. Drogba, for me. Yeah, look, I mean, uh, it's between Drogba and Cristiano Ronaldo. I'm on the fence on that one. Song Hyung Ming has now scored more goals than both Cristiano Ronaldo and Didier Drogba in the Premier League. But he has played more games than them. Yes, he has. But I'm saying in terms of the number of goals, purely, only. No. Look, um, <sighs> how many cups has he won? <laughs> <laughs> He plays for Tottenham. We don't do that here. We don't, we win don't cups. do that here. <laughs> we don't win cups. <laughs> Didi has a Champions League. Ronaldo has a Champions League. Yeah, I know. Premier League titles, FA Cups. Exactly. League Cups. Song has none of those. Yeah, he's got a silver medal of Champions League. He's got a League. Tiger Cup. Yeah, well, look. <laughs> <laughs> that nah. does not count. But right. doesn't buy Song it. Song Ming. In a, uh, <laughs> he's joined the club. He's joined, he's the, joined club. the club. He's joined the club. Welcome, but Song Hyung Ming, in a different side. Uh, he would definitely be a winner mm. uh, with. I, I was going to say Chelsea or Man United, but both those teams not really right now, are not. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> can he fit into a into a Man City side? Also, uh, I think so. Who do you I'd, replace him with? Jack Grealish. I would pull out Jack Grealish for Song Heung-Ming. Yeah. I would. I'm looking at the vintage brother. Look, I like I, Jack I Grealish. Like I think he's a good player. But I Jack think is a good player. Just because you can't get rid of Bernardo Silva, I think he's absolutely critical and underrated. Yeah. And I think you can't remove Haaland. So, so, obviously, Jack Grealish. Yeah, I'm, I'm more likely going to agree with you in a sense that Son gives you goals. Mm. And Grealish, Grealish, what he gives to Manchester City, it, he holds play. You know, he, he throws defenders to him and then he opens space for others. So, yeah, look, I think, yeah, I, I, I think I agree with you there. I think because Son gives you goals. And he hangs you up. Is, yeah. is there a higher compliment than that, that you'd make a starting eleven for Manchester City? At no. this point in time, no. There is no bigger compliment. For, so, if, if, if I, think I think the, the biggest compliment now is making... A second team of a Manchester City. Yeah, that's a compliment. Would Song Hyung Ming make Real Madrid? No, just because of Vinny Jr. But so speaking I'm, I'm of speaking trophies, of Real Madrid, and of was, Real Madrid. Let, let's speak about trophies first, because if there was a trophy for coming late to a podcast, Tsepi Worldwide would get that trophy. Tsepi, please come in. Yeah, I should have gold medal. Hello. Welcome, 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 welcome. Ballers, please welcome Tepi Worldwide. Welcome to the show. She's a Celtic. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi. Guys, I'm blaming um, um, Eskom on this one. I'm sorry. Eskom? Yeah, whoever's responsible for the power in this country. <laughs> okay, you missed some puns, some Premier League talk. Already? And now that you're here, we're talking about Song Hyung Ming. Okay, cool. Can we give you some power? Okay, cool. 
You've got all the power in the world. Hi guys. Hello chillers. Ballers. Again. Yo. Yo. Teppi, <laughs> what weekend did you have? L- let me help her quickly. <laughs> wow. Hey guys. Hey, hey ballers. Hey guys, man. It's been a bit, it's been a long day. I mean, I haven't had power for hours, so I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, now that, anyway, now mm. that you're here, are you yes, switched Ollie. up now? Yes, I'm good. Okay, uh-huh. cool. Now that you're here, we were talking about how Song Hyung Ming is now a greater Premier League goal scorer than both Did you Didier Drogba did? and Cristiano Ronaldo. He scored a terrific hat-trick. We touched on Evan Ferguson's hat-trick and we touched on the hat-trick from Erling Haaland, which mm-hmm. is as common as common can be. Mm-hmm. Um, so just some terrific football played all round. By many teams, some teams not doing as well. Uh, impressive performance from Sheffield United, Len. Yeah. Um, it's a case of, like, the surprising thing about it is you think some of the minnow teams will just, like, roll over and just be, and you know. And take it. Uh, like, you're speaking about Sheffield United. Um, do we consider Nottingham as a minnow team as well? Well, I think it's an impressive win for Nottingham to to beat Chelsea. It was an well, impressive I, win. It's mm-hmm. Chelsea. Uh, it's Chelsea. But, okay, it's Sheffield Chelsea, United, it's, it's Everton. Yes. Everton have been so poor, they seem very yeah. easy to beat. So, like, it's it's there are teams that right now, if they lose, I'm not going to be surprised. Mm. Chelsea is one of them. Everton. Everton is one of them. Mm-hmm. Manchester United is one of them. Unfortunately, Burnley is one Burnley. of them. Burnley. <laughs> Lyle Foster getting another goal for his birthday mm-hmm. this weekend. Yeah, but I get the scoring of the goal, but like He's the still team not an L. winning, man. Yeah. Still an L. They've had a tough set of fixtures to start off with, to be That's true. And I think, so I think they'll come right because they seem to look quite good. That postponed game against Luton hurt them. Hurt them because mm. had they, I think they were going to win that game, mm-hmm. right? it would have given them some level of trajectory on some like, okay, cool, uh, we won. Mm. Let's work on this momentum type of thing. Yeah. But because also they had like a two-week break or a week break of mm-hmm. sorts, it was like, ah, okay, cool. And then you go play against a Man City. I think it's <coughs> Man City that they played against. That was their opening game. That was their opening game on the uh, Friday. They played Aston, Aston Villa. Villa, rather, sorry. Mm-hmm. Aston Villa, the 3-1 loss, yes. Mm. Um, you go play against an Aston Villa side who, yes, they might have lost against Liverpool, granted, but like, hey man, they're not there to like, you know, tick boxes. Mm -hmm. They are there to get results. So I think, what what do you think it's going wrong there? Is it a combination of you in a new league, you didn't reinforce your squad? And you've got Bernie. Yeah. They invested a little bit. Um, not maybe not enough for the not Premier League. For Premier League. But Pre- I think uh, I think it's it's just a typical issue of that the the running of games to start off with has been really tough. They lost to Spurs, mm-hmm. Manchester City, and Aston Villa. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to have Which to are fairly good sides. Could them. you ask for a worse start? As a new team? As a new team. No. Yeah, no, it's 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 a difficult start. 
And also you've got a manager who's new in the Premier League in a way. So I think... Into coaching if we look at it. Actually. Yeah, into coaching mm -hmm. if you look at it. So because he's still he's trying to find his feet. Let's look at um, the fixtures that they played, right? Um, it was Man City, it was Villa. And, and Spurs. And it Spurs. was Spurs. Yeah. Uh, Pepe has been around for a long time. Una has been around. Una has been around for a long time. Ang ball is unstoppable at the moment. Exactly. So like you are a fairly new coach. I mean, you just retired about two, three years ago. Yeah, from yeah. professional football. And now, and you now have, you're into yeah. coaching. Yeah. You were coaching in Belgium. Now you're in the Premier League. Mm -hmm. It's a yes. different ball game altogether. You know, it's yeah. like... So, fixtures, fixtures coming up Nottingham? for Burnley. Yeah, mm -hmm. away to Nottingham Forest on Monday, the 18th of September. Then at, be home, at home to Manchester United. That, that's a win. Away to Newcastle. <laughs> at home to Chelsea. And then away to Brentford. Those are tough games because mm. their next two home games, they've had three home games. These are their first five home games of a Premier League season. Manchester City, Aston Villa, Tottenham Hotspur, Manchester United, Chelsea. They're gonna have those two, are your five. They're going to have two wins out of those five. <coughs> uh, United and Chelsea. Ah, I mean, like, come so on. They need um, to get on the score point. Jay. They need to start scoring points. This, this is a man speaking yeah, very like I mean, He wants me to looking. go into my tactical analysis of Man United versus Arsenal <laughs> already because his team were cutting it tight. Uh, what? Which team? That team. They were cutting it tight. Okay. Yeah, no. You really love your team in this scorching heat and you're wearing a scarf. I don't get this. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay? Me? Is everything okay at home? Oh. Uh, guys, let's let's move on. Uh, Tepi, now that you're here, we can He's actually calling. speak local football. Uh, Mama Lodi Sundowns. What did I say? They, they ruined your picks for the yeah, weekend. Yeah, and I would have had a... a you would have had a clean man. sweep. Yeah, yeah. You would have had a clean sweep. But that's how the cookie crumbles sometimes. But Mamalodi Sundowns getting crumbles. the draw against Kaiser Chiefs. You backed Chiefs to do well in that game. They nearly won it. Sundowns scoring in the last couple minutes of the match. Yep. And uh, I don't know how that result was that result because Sundowns dominated. Yeah, no, Sundowns yeah. dominated that game. Dominated. Like, jeez, I don't know how they, they were not scoring, you know. Yeah. You Gaston know, Serena, all, all over. Yeah. Uh, the man without a price. <laughs> like Pito Musimani said. Um, look, you know, sometimes people say things and you look at them and somewhat they come into fruition. Okay, what elaborate. Did, what did Rulani say about chiefs? You tell us. What did he say about You've got it? the mic. Just chiefs. grab it closer to you and tell us. He said God is probably a Kaiser Chiefs supporter. Oh, wow. But he said he also loves Keza Mutau Jr. <laughs> yeah, but like that's a cabal thing what? of like what? Yeah. What? What? What what? <laughs> why why, why would you say it? that? Google it. Tepi, come, bring it up. No. Fact check. Rulani Mukwena said, I probably think God is a Kaza Chief supporter. Because somehow things in certain instances or in certain key matches, yeah. things seem to go their way. I'm a course saying it. Yeah. Yeah, ah. Yes. Ah. I'm a coach. Yeah. What is a coach in English? It's a chief. That's why I'm a coach. Chief. Yeah, chiefs. Chief, chief. Yeah. Chief. Uh, chief. <laughs> <laughs> but like, 
I, I genuinely think like with the amount of attacks that Sundowns did, yeah, um, how they applied themselves in mm-hmm. the game, only to score in the an equalizer in the dying minutes of the match. But now they're going back to Pretoria with a draw. It's a but it's advantage for them. Let me help you, actually. Chief. Thank you, Chief. You're welcome, Chief. <laughs> Jeez, you're having fun today. I mean, it's advantage for them. <laughs> it's but advantage, it's it advantage, advantage Sundowns. Because yeah. um, it's 1-1, one, one, away goal. Mm-hmm. Um, Sundowns can just like literally go and play like, what, what six, seven defenders yeah. and just protect the, 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 away, the aggregate. Yeah, no. that's it. Because it's in their advantage. Mm-hmm. But... Knowing Sundowns and knowing Rulani uh, Mokwena, they're not going to do that. No, no, definitely. Not. I think they're going to come out I feel like they want blazing. to come back and prove a point. No, definitely. Yeah. They'll play their yeah. game. They're I think they were not expecting Kaza Chief to come, you know, as strongly as they did. Were and they, I think actually? most people oh, are no, still... No, they were not. I don't think they were strong. Every, they people were in this room were not expecting that either. Okay? Because it's no. not something that happens with Kaza Chiefs. That's what uh, we have been anticipating. But I've been we, saying we that I'm seeing some improvements at Kaza Chiefs. And geez, still I look at those statistics. See. And if I stand to be corrected on yeah. this, maybe it's Tepic and pull it up. Yes, Bikini. No, Chiefs, I think, had four shots. Yes. Yeah. And one of them at was goal. And wa- at goal and one, on, one target. on target. Only one yeah. on target. And they didn't yeah, even have true. a corner. How many, how many saves for Peterson. Peterson? Five saves for Peterson. Oh, I thought it was more. He mm. looked busy. Five. Imagine playing a game for 90 minutes and you don't even create a corner kick. Yeah, that's probably... That's, that's, no, that's sometimes it's a strange dominant. match. But uh, sometimes tactically when you're playing against the best sides, a win's a win. Yeah, and, no, for sure. And they almost got away with a win. And maybe tactically that's the way they wanted to do it is absorb and then create... You just need one chance that you're going to take. Mm-hmm. Let me go and, to my rant. Ah, yes. And now brought to you by Betway... <laughs> Ballers, please welcome Len Moleko with a Len Moleko rant. Let's hear you. <laughs> what yanks your chains Has Kaiser Chiefs gotten to a point of looking at a draw and being okay? And being okay with it? Against any other side? Mm-hmm. It must be a hard no. But this is Kaiser Chiefs we're talking about. Yeah, look. The biggest team away. Well, by numbers. In South Africa... Are they not the are, the? are they not one of the biggest teams in African football? In but terms of support base, yeah, supporters, yes. are, yeah. supporters, mm-hmm. yeah. yes. Because, um, like, ish, I almost said something that was going to be very controversial. <laughs> no, don't. Didn't yeah, no, let me. Didn't know. even the me. British rock band from Leeds Kaiser Chiefs aren't they called that because of Lucas Redebe? Yes, and they use the they don't use the Z, they use the S, S. in their name. Yeah. Okay, no. so like they're the, all big. The but influence what, what, what is are we there. What are we saying? What, what is no, your no, no, point? No, no. Exactly. So he's what well, they are well, No, no. Kaza Chiefs are well supported. I get your point. I get. Let me. But, but let, can, can, I, can, I, can I make this reference? Len Muliko sat on that chair and mm-hmm. he was okay with Arsenal finishing second to Manchester City. A whole Arsenal. But Arsenal. But Manchester City is Chief. that great. So Mamilodi Sundowns is that good. The thing is, it's, it's what he's saying is true. And it's like, Will Man United fans be okay with a draw? This is the biggest club in the world. Were they okay with a 3-1? You're okay, you you're okay with a draw if a game goes a certain way and you come out with a draw and you're like, okay, happy with yeah. the draw. Fair point. But yes. are you going to be okay with a draw before the game even kicks off? Kaiser Chiefs fans won't be. No, they're no. not. Man United fans won't be. 
Pirates fans would be. I don't be. think a self-respecting fan would be happy with that. Yeah, I don't no think Kazakh fans were happy with the draw. They were so, not happy. So here's at all. the thing. Ne? I mean, everyone wants to win. I mean, a self-respecting fan would want to go there with a clear win. But if you're from a smaller side, you'll be you'll say, if we come out with a draw today and then take it to a second leg and then try and beat them in a second leg, if we can get through the first 90 minutes of a 180-minute fixture with a draw. I'm happy with that. So here's where it has gotten to, right? You get the likes of Sikukune United, Chippa United. Sikukune FC. Oh, Sikukune FC, sorry. Chippa United, um, TS Galaxy. Royal A. Royal A. Royal A. Royal A. Going to certain fixtures saying, oh, we're going to get three points here. That's TS that, that is TS Galaxy when they go to Chiefs. Yes. Yep. Yep. And we're talking about Chiefs, which is supposedly a big team. It is a big well, team. Well, by numbers. But is Chiefs a big team? And I think that's where my rant is coming from. Are Chiefs actually... Let's actually dissect this. Are yeah, Kaiser Chiefs I, I, a big team? Look, for me, I feel like we've, we've given Chiefs enough airtime on yeah. this podcast. Yeah, no And lies. I think we've, we've spoken enough about Kaiser Chiefs, their even. shortcomings and yeah. all of that. We're not, we're not, we're not, the, we, we're not, the, we're not the service provider from Midrand. So we have not given them enough airtime. Ah, come uh. on. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but, but what, what I'm, I'm saying, saying is, is a big team. Okay, what constitutes a big team? Is Cape Town City a big team? Um, Silverware. Is, Number one, support base, history, history, heritage. Because if if you're gonna say whatever you're saying about Kaiser Chiefs, what are you saying about Manchester United? They're the same. They're the biggest Many. side in the world, but they're not doing well now. Exactly. So Chiefs are one of the biggest, biggest teams size, in South Africa well. or in Africa. I have not been doing well for a they're while. They've just not been doing well for a while. Yeah. So by virtue of having legacy support, does that make you a good team? No, it makes you it a makes big, you a big team. team. It makes not you a big a team, one. not no, a good but, one. Okay, what is, guys, what is big? big. It's support base, silverware. History. History. Everyone and knows your they name. They have all of those. That's okay. big. You, you're penning this the wrong way. Um, big. Um, the pen. Brain. Yeah, well, calm down with the pants. It's okay. It's okay. Calm down with the pants. Get to the point, yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> I'm off. I love no, it. no, 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 no. I don't like the narrative that people are saying Chiefs is a big team. Yes, they've got a big, they've got, they've got a huge following. That makes they, them a big team. No, they've got a huge following. They're not a big team. They are a big team. It, is, they've got the history, they've got silverware, and they've got the following. Is Lizzo Those a are, big artist? Wow. Because what wow. I'm saying, I don't know. I'm what not I'm doing saying this. is, she's, <laughs> everyone knows her name. Who's that? Lizzo. Lizzo. Who's that? Yeah. Uh, you, it's fine. You see, but what I'm saying is, she's going exactly. through a bad period Amen. now, I... but she's still a big act, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Can she show up? She's actually bigger than Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, you'll get that when you figure out who Lizzo is. Look, it's it's, it's it's showing up, and I think certain teams have not shown up. Mm -hmm. Swallows used to be a big team, yeah, and I'm saying big in a terms of, in in terms of winning trophies Doing and whatnot. Stuff, yeah, um, Super Sport 
Yeah, they've it's recently won stuff. The they, mm. they there and thereabout. Yeah. Big teams in this country mm-hmm. are only two. Which is? Orlando, Orlando Pirates, Pirates and Mamelodi Sundowns. That's it. Yeah, no, I, I disagree with you on that one. Chiefs is a massive club. Chiefs it is. is a massive They've got a big following. They are not a big team. Listen, so how do you get the following? Legacy. <laughs> you get the following. A team gets the following. One, because they've winning. accomplished great things in the past, and that's how they were able to build this following. Did you see Thank how you many Tempe. people I mean, were at Soccer City or FNB Stadium? Sorry, I apologize, guys. Chiefs is like an ex that was good, okay. but you are in a new marriage now and you're having but a better life. But I agree it doesn't with you. mean let's that when your ex goes past you, you, you still don't look. I let's let's guys, let's Chiefs leave our ex a, in the past now and move on. Yeah, can we move? Chiefs please? is a Legacy team, they are not a big team. That's it. I'm done. End of the rant. That was a Len Moleko rant brought to you by Betway. Get way more. <laughs> this is Onside ZA as we continue <laughs> down the world of South African football. Uh, Vusimuzi Vilakazi, Chipper United. Uh, he's the technical director now. That's a danger. Yeah, to no, me, look. one other one thing. Sorry, um, to a super sub, but... You know, the moment a team, and especially a team that is owned by Mr. Mbengi, so we know how it is, he's very trigger-heavy and trigger-like. He's spicy. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> he's a chili somewhere. boy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's very spicy. And if he is going to introduce a technical director or a person who is responsible for the technical aspects of that team, I promise you he's already making way um, for the coach. Basically, the person who's um, coaching the team right now... Morgan. Okay. Yeah, I promise you. Give it, give it a month or so. But I don't see him keeping his job. And so it was quite interesting to see Vusimuzi move from Lemonville Golden Arrows after them doing quite well the past um couple of matches and then just jump ship like that. So I promise you, he did not just go there just to be um technical director. But we'll see. Money talks. Yeah, yeah. And we know what Chipper United does to coaches. I mean, everyone who's been there has, you know, come out. In fact, there was a coach, I believe. Um, from Zim, if my memory serves me correct, and he said that he didn't even unpack, like he just kept his clothes in his suitcase just in case. No, and but it didn't last. That's Everybody, a smart move. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, so here's a joke that goes around in South African football, right? Mm. It's when you get appointed as Chipper United coach, mm. you must just go there with a suitcase and keep it by the door. Yeah. Because at any given time, mm-hmm. You might be out. That's it. And the thing is, it's one of those revolving doors as well. It's not even just a normal mm. door that you close. It just <laughs> yeah. keeps... Yes. I mean, um, someone's uh, coming in as you're coming out. Exactly. I mean, Coach Lissiema has been that person that comes at the end when they're about to get relegated and he makes sure even that... Even Dance Malisa. Dance Malisa. Yes, I was actually like thinking same. about you know what him. I mean? yeah. So it's just one of those um, teams that... You know, yeah. you can never really say that you have they a stable see, job. Yeah, they yeah. see your profile on Facebook or on LinkedIn mm-hmm. and they hire and you. And that's why that. they were also looking for a, a right back during on, <laughs> yeah. on, 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 on Twitter, right? Yeah. yeah a right mean, back. It on was LinkedIn. on all socials. <laughs> <laughs> can yeah, you kick yeah. a ball? Well, you might be the next chili boy yeah, kind of I thing. Mean, yeah. You know, if you don't have a South African passport, be sure that you've played at least 50 international caps <laughs> for your team. <laughs> <laughs> Put all of the details there. Man, exactly. that was funny. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. Mm. Uh, it is international break. Mm. Oh, before we go to that, um, also with movements that are happening, mm. um, I was actually having a chat with uh, Marco Elia on yeah. about Samir Nokovic moving to Tia's Galaxy. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. 
Him, okay. Ben Parker, the partnership they had Yo. with the Chiefs team that Chiefs, almost, yeah. that, like, that they almost, almost, yeah. almost yeah. won the league. And the role that Parker played, which allowed Nokovic to actually be an out-and-out striker. Mm. Mm. There's something cooking there, TS Galaxy. Yeah, definitely. And the definitely. thing is, Bernard Parker has shown more than once in the past how good he is in a strike partnership. Mm. In supplying and supporting another striker and building a relationship with a striking partner. Mm-hmm. He did it with Majoro at Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And they were they were a lethal mm-hmm. partnership, the two of them. Mm-hmm. Like you said, they nearly won the league together. Mm-hmm. Yes, and uh, in, during COVID with uh, Samir as well. Yes. Yeah. So, it's a good move for him, I think. Yeah, and uh, maybe a, an astute move from the club as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The I actually like how TS Galaxy is moving. Nothing has come out of that story, actually. Hey, I think that story is still with FIFA. Oh. Because I think uh, Real AM appealed, as far as I remember. Yes, yes, yes. And it's still hanging in the air, so we're still yet to get here. Mumkeys is doing monkeys. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. Okay. Uh, speaking of players leaving and heading off and going somewhere, uh, certain players aren't leaving <laughs> for international matches and they're wearing chief shirts and they're staying home. They're not going to play for their country. Yeah, no. Uh, you know, Bruce, obviously. Yeah. Was that a fair comment? It, 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 what it was unnecessary it was unnecessary that's why he wants to, to, to iron it out with uh kids chief's coach you yeah. know Konnit. you know for me it's like if you don't pick my players don't go out and say such things precisely you know? and even worse i mean my Zeki was at some point also coach of a national team i mean how disrespectful can one get yeah. how many matches did he win it doesn't Which matter Oksalai was did he get us coach. to coach. what did this man do for us took us he to got Afcon. us to Afcon. Okay, whatever. You know, but yeah, I, I didn't like his comments because I, I think, think you need to respect players. You need to respect the clubs because at the end of the day, if you're a coach, you need to have that relationship with uh, with with the with the coaches of um, uh, the, clubs the, of the clubs. You Definitely. know, and I think that little bit t- it tainted the the relationship a little bit. That's why he wants to iron it out with uh, Nzeki, You know, mm. remember? Um, was it? Um, there was a time I think about a year or two years ago where he was saying that he's not going to pick Tembazwani because Tembazwani is too old. Yeah. And then picked him for the national side. And then he was like, only a foolish man would never change his mind. Yeah. Mm. Look, I think he, he gets a little too excited at times, you know. and and But again, uh, I'll respect him for retracting, you know what I'm saying? And say, you know, I was and wrong, you know, down. especially um, yeah, with the Tembazwane issue because Tembazwane was flying, you know. Still is. I mean, he is well, a good player. Except for the incident that happened with him and speedy recovery to him. Yeah. Hope, uh, hope. Yo, and we, well, I suppose because we're playing friendly matches, um, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Mm. Right? Yeah. We can miss him. Pule uh, can go and show what he's made well, of mm. for the national team. So Pula got an opportunity. But he was in the initial squad, though. Well, the 33, the yeah. preliminary squad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. He's but the who only does he Chiefs. play for? Chiefs. Exactly. You know what I mean? So I think he was, he gets a little too excited. I think he, he likes to... To show off for Kinnapasomo, you know? He likes to show off that he's, he's in charge, you know? And sometimes, but he is in charge. 
Yeah, but you don't have to 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 be out there, you know, throwing out your toys. You know, I, I agree. Mean. At least he's not kissing anybody. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. So sorry. Uh, let's jet off now that we're talking about international relations. Yeah. Worldwide. 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 Let's, go let's go worldwide with Tippy Worldwide. Um, worldwide. Okay, so um, no, something dope that's actually happening. Bolas. It's time to jet off worldwide with Tepi Worldwide brought to you by Betway on Onside ZA. Tepi, where are we going now? <laughs> we are going international. Um, something really dope is that's happened um, in Portland. Um, so Tembi Khatlana, I think we know her. She has played for Banyana. Um, I mean, she was in the World Cup squad. She is named player of the match after netting a winning goal in the second half against Portland Thorns three days after the big goal, the Banyana Star, has been named National Women's Soccer League Player of the Week after winning um, with votes over 35%. So sure. we're basically saying that this person is really making, you know, serious moves. And, I mean, congratulations to her. I think she just keeps on getting better and better with time. Um, and she really does represent us um, quite well. Um, in fact, she actually beat a second-place Jasmine Spencer of Angel City, who had 27%. So it means that she's generally also a person that, you know, people look at and, you know, really applaud. So a big shout-out to her. She's actually doing great things. And oh, the nice. irony about it is yeah. we actually play in the USA in two international friendlies, uh, Banyana versus the USA women's team. Mm -hmm. That would um, be dope, eh? Yeah. And you've got our players being so brilliant playing in the USA. Yeah. Not MLS. Uh, no, 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 no. No, please. Give him an opportunity to appreciate that American football is a good competition with women's, women's football. football. Yes, women's no, football. Loves, I'm defending you. Yes. Yeah, no. Thank you, Marco. But the others, nah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he loves American women football. I appreciate mm. what they've done for football in general. He hates the MLS. Mm. Okay. So yeah. another dope thing. In fact, this one is not even dope. Um, I don't even know what to make of this. So we know the whole situation with Mason Greenwood. Mm. And I mean, I want you guys to tell me what your thoughts are on how Manchester United has decided to do the things they're doing for him. Like I'm looking at you. Because <laughs> Man United told <laughs> him to get tough, to do, fair out to you. Yeah, you know what I mean? He's at Hatafi now and he's got all these luxuries and they're basically just backing him. What are your thoughts on this? Man United is a me, is a me too team. <laughs> what does that even mean? Uh, Every other Mason week there's something. Yeah. There's Anthony. He's also been kicked out of the Brazil, Brazil, squad. Brazil squad. Yes, of course. So, like, what is... Do you think when Man United posted on LinkedIn for right-wing players, like that was part of the credentials? They said, okay, this is what... You need uh, this skill. Yes. You need to play this many games for your country. Also, be a... I don't want to say it. Be a box in Afrikaans. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay. It's okay. You'll so get it. I got it. My Afrikaans is terrible, but I get that one. Yes. So, like, it's, 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 look, um, and I think we spoke about the it's a, Benjamin Mendy situation the yes, other week. Yes, we have spoken about it. Um, it seems as though every week there is something that comes out. If, if, if. And it's gender-based. Mm. If you're a footballer, 
I don't know if it's an access thing or age thing or where you come from. Um, and again, I, Man United actually very like pro whatever it is that they assuming to make people look like they are by sending him out on loan with a no buyback option. And they're paying half his wages. Yes. You know, so you know what looks, the thing seems, is? Mm-hmm. I think Manchester United are protecting their brand and they're saying, listen, after everything that's gone on, he can't play for the club. And For now. For now. But I think they also understand they cannot sell him right now because he's not played football for over a year, mm-hmm. competitively at least. He's clubs don't want to touch him. Well, send him out on loan to Getafe, the one club, one one of a few mm-hmm. who uh, want to take him on. Yeah, maybe he scores a good bag of goals in and Spain, then, and then he becomes valuable. And then we forget that he attempted to rape a person. But for Manchester United, they made maybe a business decision, and that another club somewhere will be prepared to pay good money for him. So my question is. Um, we look at all these things, right? Uh, Mendy, he was booed in France yep. when he played. Um, there was actually a banner. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Greenwood now. There's also a Lodge situation. Well, he's not playing. Um, but like... But you see a lot of parts was decisive in their decision. No, granted. Way one. Granted. Mm-hmm. But like, do you think... And this is my question. If... You met Lodge outside wherever. Mm-hmm. In the club. I, I, yeah. Like a football club. Mm. Oh, I, was, I was thinking about another club. But like, are you going to take a picture with him? It's like, ah, I just met Lodge. And he, like it's, we, we've got selective outrage, man. Yeah, well, I think that's the thing. And not to delve too deep into psychology. The fans. Uh, actually came out in numbers to droves say, yeah. to welcome Mason Greenwood. And the whole thing was masked with him being welcomed with about two or three other players. Yeah, well, look, Mason Greenwood's going to be a popular signing for him because he's going to be the star player at the club. Uh, I think that perhaps some fans are thinking that the authorities made their decision on mm. the matter. The the If the authorities aren't going to place consequences upon him in that way, then they will not. Mm. They also perhaps feel that he's suffered enough consequences with a year of not playing, Mm. his career has been ruined, Mm. whatever, whatever. Mm. He's aware that he's also suffered consequences. They're Mm. also looking at a human being that might have made mistakes. I'm not saying this is my opinion. They're also looking at a human being who might have made mistakes and now has a young child to raise and has a career to revive. And if you're not going to prosecute him and make him serve prison time, for his acts, so if the government do doesn't that? deem it as criminal enough for you to not do that, why take away your opportunity to earn yeah. an income in your chosen career that you could be very good at? Mm-hmm. So he's got a new girlfriend or wife or whoever, a partner that he needs to care for. He's got a career that he needs to build. He's suffered substantial consequences and he's got a child to look after. Was he paid so during the... He most likely was getting paid, I think. He gets paid, but what I'm saying is that your career ends after this contract then if you don't pay, play. Yeah. 
Do you know what I'm saying? So even yeah, though he's definitely. earning but enough he lost, money, he lost sponsponsorship as well. He lost sponsorship. Well, sponsorship he lost are granted and match fees. And match fees. Yeah. So he was just getting his basic salary. Yeah. So I think there's uh, there's a lot of things there that you can take into account. And I think moving back to Anthony again, these allegations against Anthony come yeah. from his time back in Brazil mm-hmm. with an ex-girlfriend as a young man, as a pro footballer. And if I just take a moment to talk about the possible psychology of why this is happening, is that these young players be mm-hmm. made into big superstars mm-hmm. before they're able to mature emotionally. Yeah. Then they get pretty girlfriends, whatever, whatever. And everyone gives them what they want all the time because yeah. you're so great and so brilliant. And they suffer a, perhaps a little bit of resistance from a partner and they're not able to take it because they've made themselves larger than life. And they do horrible things. Now, I'm not saying that Anthony necessarily did anything. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, we nothing uh, is proven yet. Nothing is proven yet. Neymar also he, went through mm, a similar case, yes, right? Yeah. Yes. And Ronaldo also Cristiano went through, went through yes. something. Look, so there's a lot of allegations. Mm-hmm. Some might be false. Some might be real. Um, but for me, with Anthony, I, and I don't know if Marco, you'll remember, or Len. Mm-hmm. I did mention uh, something about his attitude, but it was obviously based on the field of play. Mm-hmm. You know, that it, it doesn't strike me as a level-headed person, mm-hmm. you know, because... Wear your hat on your sleeve kind of thing. Yeah, so what he so, does on the field, he likely does it, it on the outside. You know what I mean? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I was not really, I was not entirely shocked when those allegations came through to say that he might have done those things, you know, because yeah. with his attitude on the field, I was like, geez. That's scary, actually, yeah. that you mentioned that because... Um, is there a jury system in Brazil? I don't know. I don't know. Like, if if you are saying that, and now that I'm thinking about it, and I'm remembering chess that we had with Marco, mm-hmm. and Marco talking about Anthony and his demeanor on the field, mm. right? I'm, I'm, so it I'm inclined. So can easily translate into what he does in real life. I'm well, some will say it's passion, think. but, you yeah. know, I just did not like his mm. like I'm inclined demeanor. to think, Corey, mm-hmm. he might be... Well, whoever whoever this girl is who's now uh, accused him of whatever actions has done the Brazil national side a favor because he doesn't get to play now this weekend. With him out of the side, I think they're a better side. You would prefer him. I know, I know. know, And United can do the same thing. I'm happy to be rid of Anthony, to be honest. Well, not that he was there during the... So that was... He was there and he didn't do much before the 3-1. But uh, that was Around the World with Tepi Worldwide. Did you have anything else for us, Tepi? Yes, darling. But there's something that um, this one is actually a developing story. And I'll keep on just, um, you know, checking it out about Samuel Eto'o. Because he is a president of the Cameroonian Football um, Federation. And he's been doing some dodgy things and some dodgy dealings. And the latest is that um, he made a decision as a result of his decision to promote a club from the second Cameroon division to the top flight. Troubling evidence about possible match fixing. Um, has now been put um, up against him. So it seems as though he's been basically running um, this whole association as in how he wants to and how he pleases. So is he giving a whole dictator African vibe? I'm not sure. No, that would be very sad if yeah. that is the case because, I mean, we, we advocate for ex-players to, to be running the FAs because I think we, we they understand the difficulties mm. of players because they've been in the trenches. But if those allegations are true then it's, it's, it's really sad because he's one of the few that are, are running the FAs that are ex-players, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he'll be remembered fondly by football fans everywhere mm-hmm. for his playing career and for him to practice corruption within football. Like, 
you know, to tarnish what has been a terrific playing career before would be extremely sad. So yeah. let's see how that, that story develops. So do yeah. we do we need um tin bins in football? What is that now? Do we need beans Burns. in a tin mm. brand? Popular man, one. Hey, my man. Nice. Okay, cool. Do we need some sort All of a gold. coup? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> this guy today, I don't know. Marco, guy, what I'm do you feel in this I'm Do we on. need some sort of a coup in terms of who runs FAs around the world? Because um, we see it, especially in Africa. I don't know if it if it's because Africa is put on the spotlight. Mm. Or we don't know what's happening in America or Jamaica or the yeah, USA yeah. or whatever, like whatever, whatever, whatever. But yeah. Africa is always put in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Do we need, and again, who's better placed to run a federation of football in a country? Is it a former player or is it somebody who knows how to go get the money, how to yeah, market Banyana better? Fabrizio how- Romano. That's the only one. Well, here we go. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> yeah, look, for me, it has to be somebody that has those, all those attributes. Like you need to know the business side of things. You need to know the administration side of things. Mm-hmm. And you need to at least understand the game, you know. And it does not mean you have to be an ex-player. We're just saying that it's usually easier for ex-player to understand, they, the game. to understand the game and to understand what players go through. Mm. But if an ex-player has got those um, attributes, yeah. why not, you know? Yeah, but I mean, what, what normally happens is that if it's, if it's an ex-player, then naturally the attributes are going to be, you know, obviously lean towards the ability and the love of football. But when it comes to administrative aspects or um, business aspects, I mean, that's when they struggle. Yeah. So, I but what I'm saying is, if they is. have so that, if you have that, in, it's, and a it's hard to find a combo because I mean, we struggle with a person who does not really love football, who's running Safa, for example. 23. Whereas in this case, in, in in Cameroon, they have a person who loves and understands the football, but is struggling clearly here because I mean, he's been accused also of benching Unana, um, you know, from the Cameroonian national team. Well, there so, was a statement that I saw from. Uh, Cameroon or that Nana Unana will Elia be rejoining in the week. Mm. He's rejoining the Cameroon side. Yes. Lord Shady. Tepe's friend. Power. Darkness just follows me today. Hey, it's man. crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> like, I don't even know anymore. It's but yeah, that's you. all we have for you when it comes to um, Tepe going worldwide. So oh, that was thing. Tepe worldwide. Yeah, the other thing uh, yeah. worldwide. <laughs> Can we move on? Yes, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Tepe's hey. worldwide or Lens worldwide? Hey. It's our worldwide, but Tepe is the pilot. Okay. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Yes, darling. You were yes. Um... Jordan Henderson. Mm-hmm. Aye, forget it. Must we leave it? <laughs> yeah, no. Hey, how much time do you think we have? Okay, and it's a lot. Okay. You are right. You are, no, you are right. It's a lot. But Jordan Henderson. We'll chop it up when we... Yeah, yeah we'll mm-hmm. chop it up. It's Proper. fine. Okay, so that was Around the World with Tepi Worldwide. Lot, brought yeah. to you by Ben Way here on Onside. Thank you, Tepi. You're welcome, you guys. <laughs> okay, so on to the match of the weekend... Arsenal versus Manchester United. This is my tactical analysis of moments in the game. So, first of all, I think we can look at how the team's lined up. And I've got the graphic up on the screen here. Yeah. Uh, where you look at a 4-3-3. 
from Arsenal and mm-hmm. the 4-2-3-1 from Manchester United, which can be portrayed as a 4-3-3 as well. So they'll line up pretty much evenly if you see in a game situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was most of the game. If you look at this graphic over here, uh, this definitely was most of the game. Right mm-hmm. here was uh, Manchester United stuck in their own half with uh, Arsenal pressing them. But Man United had a lot of possession there in their own half. They did. And Arsenal opting to go against their usual pressing game. So Arsenal would normally press up and use players like Odegaard to press in when United players have the ball. However, I think that with Unana's ability to join in the passing play Mm -hmm. in that back line, made it difficult for Arsenal to press, so they did a zonal press rather than a man-to-man press. So the interesting thing for me is the usage of uh, Zinchenko and Ben White Mm. as the fools, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, yes. Uh, Wings. Full-backs. Full-backs, yeah. Right? Of which they could go forward. Mm -hmm. So it essentially means that Arsenal were almost kind of like defending with two players. Uh, in a way, I think Arsenal, how they play, it, I think they would defend with three. So if I'm going to adjust this graphic over here, what happens is when ball is played onto the left-hand side of the pitch, Ben White will press forward slightly and sort of try cover the space for Marcus Rashford, but he'll be wary of Rashford running past him. And then Saliba and Gabriel will be the two centre-backs that are now okay, defending. Yes. But Zinchenko will then be given license to step up into either the left wing position and overlap with uh, Martinelli, as he did for the um, the Odegaard goal. Mm. Uh, but he's also given license to goal. to fill that space that is left over by, like if a Havertz presses up, then he can come and fill and create the overlap in midfield. So that's sort of the strategy that Arsenal would deploy on a regular basis anyway, I think. Um, allowing the fullbacks to transition mm. into different positions or, or rather invert into different positions, whether they turn into wingers or midfielders. So what I noticed about this game was um, Arsenal were very, in as much as they looked like they were not enforcing themselves onto Manchester United, they actually had the bulk of the game in their hand. Uh, they certainly were the dominant side. Even the when game. they even when they got one 0 down with the Rashford goal, which was beautiful, by the way, it was beautiful. Mm. But they um, were able to recover a few seconds later. And with the Rashford goal, also, it's I think Ben White almost kind of like went to sleep of sorts because that's the position that he was supposed to be covering. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so I've actually got an analysis of the goal right now, and I'll bring that up. So this is the Marcus Rashford goal uh, against Arsenal. So you see Kai Havertz has the ball here in midfield, and he's looking to play a cross-field pass into the path of uh, Martin Odegaard. He then has a loose ball, which falls into the position of Christian Eriksen, who steps into the field. Then you can see from this moment, you can see where the ball for Eriksen is going to come. White tries to intercept. Then this is a big mistake that I see here from Ben White. If I can just stop the playback of this and draw back to that moment there. 
So Marcus Rashford has now gone past Ben White. Beautiful, beautifully weighted ball from Christian Eriksen uh, on the counter attack. Then Marcus Rashford with his pace, we know he's going to leave players behind. Mm -hmm. And then Saliba and White now cover the game. So now there's actually two players covering Marcus Rashford. You know when Marcus Rashford's in this position, what he wants to do. You know that immediately he's going to step in towards you mm -hmm. and then want to mm -hmm. play, cut the ball back. Cut back in on his right foot mm. and strike the ball. Ben White should have shown him on the outside, especially with Saliba there as support. Mm -hmm. He doesn't. Marcus Rashford steps into the inside and then finishes. So if you look back at that again in full speed, in a way, Havertz plays the ball. Ericsson makes the interception, steps up into midfield. Rashford on the run, sees the gap, wants to play into that space. Bang. Collects it for Marcus Rashford, who then steps Cuts back inside and finishes to the right-hand side of the goal. And poor Two position there by White and Saliba there, you know. Two defenders on him yeah. and, and ne neither of them really shows him. And I, you can only criticize Ben White for that. Neither of them really shows him to the outside, yeah. which should have been the preferred option knowing that Marcus Rashford wants to cut in on his right mm. foot. Yeah. That's why they chose Maguire to be in the national team for England over Ben White. Because yeah. he made that mistake. <laughs> anyway, uh, which also is total nonsense. I don't understand why that was the decision. But anyway, uh, we're not discussing that right now. No, we're not. Two discs, um, two points um, to discuss. Shall we do the Martin Odegaard <laughs> goal first? Because that came before the contentious decisions in the Arsenal-Man United game. So I have a, a graphic here of the Martin Odegaard okay. goal, okay. which was a stunning goal. So we see that Arsenal are on the attack. Martinelli collects the ball on the right wing, plays a clever <coughs> ball to Zinchenko, then steps into the space. Enketia, first time ball to Martinelli, steps inside the box, wide open Martin Odegaard, bang, mm -hmm. into the net. If you look at the movement of Arsenal once again, as I play this through at full speed once again, is the Martinelli ball to Zinchenko. He takes one touch forward, plays it square to Enketia, who plays a first-time ball to Martinelli, who steps into the box, draws three Manchester United defenders, by the way. If you look at that part of the graphic here, is as Martinelli steps into the box, he's got Casemiro, Martinez, and Lindelof all marking him. Martinez tries to make a block on the ball to Odegaard. However, Martin Odegaard's left in bags of space and takes the ball onto the penalty spot and finishes past Unana. So you clever by Martinelli there. Very clever play. Yeah, very clever play from Martinelli. And because it draws as defenders well. to him, yes. and then it opens up the, the the goals. You know. Yeah. So, but you also have a case of Saka could have scored because he was in a clear position. Mm. Because Man United defenders looked like they were huddling together. Well, mm. I think Dela was well positioned for Saka. So I think Dalla was well positioned for Saka. I think Odegaard was the danger man. And even Nketiah mm -hmm. found himself in a bit of space that uh, Martinez was was looking to sort of try to deal with in a way. But then Martinez sees the danger and steps in. So you've got Casemiro, Lindelof and Wan-Bissaka all coming in towards Martinelli over there trying to stop the danger, which would be the cross. And... Uh, Martinelli finds the clever pass after some beautiful passing that shifted the Man United defense around, mm -hmm. who might have gone to sleep having just scored on the other end of the pitch. Was Johnny Evans fouled? It's a, it's a tough one because the question would be, would that Johnny Evans 
have been a free kick if it weren't a goal? It was not going to be. Then it's tough to say, but yes. Look. Uh, you know, maybe the goal should stand. If, if it's a foul in the penalty area or a foul somewhere else on the pitch, it should be consistent. Look, Super Sub, uh, I'm going to bring you in here mm -hmm. and Tepi as well. Yeah. But I'm going to start with Super Sub because uh, he's directly involved. How? He had uh, the, Akanji, the Akanji movement yeah. in the Man City game, right? Yeah. Was that a goal? Was that legitimate? Look, I feel like Akanji was uh, obstructing the keeper. So, in a way, he's interfering with play. I think so. So, it shouldn't have stood. I think it's an view. offside. I think it, it Even though he, he clearly demonstrates that he does not want to play the ball. Yep. He's jumped over it. He's away. He's offside. However, he's interfered with the view of the goalkeeper. He's, he's close enough to play, to be involved in play, to, to disrupt the keeper's decision-making. Yep. So I think that it should have been an offside ruling. I should have gone for a 4.5 over for Man City this weekend <laughs> in my Betway bets. Um, but like you look at that um, and you look at the Johnny Evans situation, like when is... More so with the, with the, with the, with the, with the Ganacho thing, actually, with mm. the Ganacho uh, decision. Mm -hmm. Because if we look at it, which, which Ganacho decision? The, uh, the Ganacho was offside. His goal yeah, was disallowed for yeah. offside. Yeah. That would have been a game-changing moment. In the 89th minute. That's, yes. where, that's United where United lost the game. Yes. Yeah. Right? But was that offside? Look, uh, football has become uh, some sort of... It's, 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 it's now precision, you know, in yeah. terms of calculations and all of those things. So True. I would like to believe that those... But if you look at the image, and this isn't a Man United thing, because I think perhaps he is offside and I haven't seen it, like you're saying, mm. it is about precision. But VAR have shown us that they can make mistakes in the past. Yep. They've shown us. But they've made many. <laughs> I think if it were goal line technology that we were arguing with, we'd stop arguing. Because yes. mm -hmm. that's shown to be very successful. Yeah. yeah. But the offside rulings from VAR has been sketchy. And if you look at the image that they showed to demonstrate that Garnacho was offside, the line seems to be at a bit of an angle. And that angle is what's put him offside. So I think hey, it's a tough one. So, Marco, let me ask you this. And I'll ask Super Sub and Tepi as well. Mm. When we get to an offside, what gives you advantage? Is it the head? Is it the hand? Or is okay. it the toe? Or other things that you have on your body? So we're talking about the finer margins in the game. Mm -hmm. And the ruling and the regulation says, and I, maybe you can bring this Actually, up, yeah. is that any portion of the player's body that is legally allowed to play the ball is what's determined to be the point of on and off side. So if it's a shoulder? If it's, it's a shoulder, shoulder, that's playing you either on a defender, if his shoulder is ahead of any part of your ability to play the ball, the shoulder would be the determining point. The head can be the determining point. Yeah. A knee, a toe, any of those things. Anything but an arm, arm. would be able to determine exactly. that and this is a right. legal... Yeah. Granted, right? Mm -hmm. So just let Tippy say what it says. Sorry, give us the exact rule Yes, there. it says a player is on an offside position if any part of the head, body or feet is in the opponent's half, excluding the halfway line. 
and any part of their head, body, or feet is nearer to the opponent's goal line than both the ball and the second last opponent. Second last opponent, that's a key one because one. the goalkeeper is the last opponent yes. normally. If the goalkeeper steps up, then the last defender becomes the last opponent. So let me ask a question then. Right, cool. If Because I'm assuming the offside rule, mm -hmm. not assuming, the offside rule is there because it almost like tracks back on the advantage that you have over your opponent because yes. your head is ahead or your toe is ahead or whatever. Yes. Right? So if my toe is ahead, and the ball is aerial. Yeah. How is that advantage to me? And vis-a-vis, -vis, or vice versa, rather, if the ball is ground, but my head is ahead, how is that giving me advantage? Physically, if your head is ahead, you, you already had... You already not like, necessarily. Okay, so let me explain this okay, with guys. with one very I really simple. I even said what I was about to say. <laughs> like, but it's not exactly, like, but yeah. continue, Marco. Yeah, sorry. I'll I'll explain this very easily. The rule is not about the advantage or the part of the body that is playing the advantage. The rule is about the rule and the regulation having a strict set of guidelines as a rule of the game. You can see this where a player who returns from an offside position only to then run onto the ball when a ball is played from deep, is still offside. You'll see a referee will do this sort of gesture when gesturing to the offside rule, which means a player who is standing in an offside position when the ball is played returns to an onside position and then collects the ball once again because of the movement of himself or the defence. Clearly at a disadvantage because he, before he's come, back he has been onside at some point. Mm -hmm. But at the start of the play, as the ball is played, he's in an offside position. So even if I return to collect the ball, say a short pass is played from defense on the ground into the center circle, and I run from an offside position back into onside, into my own half, playing backwards even, I am still offside. So it's not about the advantage, it's about the stringent rule and regulation, which the offside rule is an important rule, that's why we're onside. And <laughs> you, took, you, you took my words right off. Like, I was literally waiting to say, there's a reason why we, we are, are on side with Bedway. Bedway. <laughs> um, but I think that something that frustrates us as football fans mm -hmm. is inconsistency in refereeing decisions and things mm -hmm. like that. So and it's one of our biggest rules, yeah. issues is inconsistency. So we want to be consistent. And that's why a strict rule saying this part, this part, this part, this part, a strict rule like that is important. So before we wrap Super up. Super Sub, you wanted to say something? No, no, no. I didn't he, want to no, say. no, you can say what you wanted to no, say. No, no, I no. want to hear. What, what are you talking about? No, you wanted to say something before we spoke okay, about. let's move on. Before Marco said what he wanted to say. No, 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 it's fine. <laughs> okay, let's move on to our bets. And guys, I think we all have one pick this weekend. Yeah. And that pick is non-football related. It is the rugby. It is the Betway endorsed Springboks. I don't know how to say this, but they are an official sponsor of the Springboks. Oh no, they're backed by... Back, Betway the box is are backed by Betway. With the Springboks. And so are we. So we are placing our bets with the Springboks this weekend. And 
no matter what we bet on, whether it be European qualifiers, whether it being AFCON qualifiers, we will be adding a Springboks win to our bets. So join us in betting the right way, betting with Betway and betting on the box. And speaking of the box, uh, just to quickly give the team that's going to be playing against uh, the, um, the Scottish on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Uh, we've got Stephen Kitchoff, Marco Marx, Franz Malebe, Eben Perth, um, Franco Mostet, Sia Colisi, he's the captain, mm-hmm. Peter Steph Detroit, uh, Jafta Visser, Fab de Klerk, Mane Libok, um, Chelsea Cobley, Damien Dialende, Jesse Creel, Ketley Aronser, and Damien Valencia. So, first game of the World Cup. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, man, we've got a bag. Well, Scotland. if you didn't hear any of that because Len doesn't speak into his <laughs> microphone, be sure to Google the box squad ahead <laughs> of this. Oh, we we'll put it happen. over. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, it's here. You can look at the box squad now. Yes, it's here. Uh, Number one to 15. And we will be catching you on side on the next one. I've been Marco Martins. He's been Len Moleko. She's been Tepi Worldwide. And he's been our super sub. And thank Uncle. you so much for joining us on side. Don't be off side. Be on side with us and Betway, where you get way more. See you next week. Peace out. How do they call it in rugby? What? The final whistle. They also blow. Oh, oh. no, there's a there's a there's a there's a there's a horn, actually. Oh. That yes. goes off in the HF. Does it go like this? Pa, 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 pa. No, it's, <laughs> it's a <laughs> We're out.